Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show hosted by Pet Psychic Laura Finchfield. And I pressed the button again, sorry. <laughs> I'm Aika Sahar, show producer, waiting to answer your phone calls at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Join us in the chat room uh, on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, hi, everyone. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pet Psychic Radio. i got to stop pressing that button twice. <laughs> Oh, no, that's okay. It sounds good, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Anyways, um, I wanted to tell you, I've been, like, dying to tell Laura, you, uh, but I just want to tell everyone in the audience that sometimes we have these conversations and we try not to talk about it because we want to save it for the radio show. (laughs) So I've been, like, dying to tell her um, all this stuff. So, Laura, uh, my new dog, Ripley, who's a crazy puppy. Um, as you know, I talked about it last week, how um, my husband, John, had brought a new dog home. And she's, like, really rowdy and crazy. And this week, finally, my husband realizes that he has to take her for lots of walks because <laughs> she ate his glasses. Oh, my gosh. Like, his yeah. eyeglasses? Yeah. But- but he didn't care, like, if she ate, like, all the cushions on the couch or yeah. got into garbage. It was, like, when she got his eyeglasses that she that he cared. Yeah. That's funny. I know. <laughs> so, so, is yeah. he doing it? Is he taking her on my walks? Oh, yeah. No, he's been really good. Um, And he's – it's so cute. Like, I looked on my iPad recently, and the last Internet, like, page was up was, like, about – positive reinforcement training with your dog oh really (laughs) I noticed that he was like reading that I thought it was really sweet (laughs) oh that's great because it's so important that they have exercise because the last time you came home right didn't you say that you came home and there was like all these things destroyed and she was like she had you in tears right oh yeah yeah I was like crying for I don't know for a while because it was just really frustrating all my now I have no throw pillows. They're all destroyed. They're feathers all over the house. <laughs> and um and she's uh just I mean she's destroyed a yoga mat, chewed on shoes, um ate her own dog hairbrush. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So should we talk to her about what's the, like? How does she feel when she has like exercise, and how does she feel when she doesn't have exercise? Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. We're gonna get Ripley. So yeah, I, for the audience, Ripley is a 51 pound mutt. She's a brown dog, and we don't really know what kind of dog she is. But I've heard that she could be like a German Shepherd, yellow lab mix. I've also heard she might have some chow in her. So she's really a, a kind of a big dog mix. She said she loves to go for a walk because she learns about a lot of things. And mm-hmm. when I don't go for a walk, I get stuck in my head and only see the four walls. I That's see. because she was stuck in the house for like, what was it, eight hours or something or ten hours? Yeah, something like that. When that happens, I say, what can I do to occupy my head? (laughs) That makes sense. And when I have exercise, I'm like, I can smell all these smells. And my thighs don't have an antsy feeling in them. Yeah, I bet. It's so important that, like, behavioral issues, like, a lot of it is just exercise. Like, the more you can exercise them, the better and more calm they are and the easier they can learn. Mhm. It's so true and you know we're definitely seeing the effects of it and John has been really good about taking her out now and you know in fact he enjoys it as well and they just he's been doing the um walking on the leash and trying to teach her how to walk properly with him and um he throws 
frisbee around outside, and I mean they've been getting a lot of exercise, and it's really been a lot, you know really good the last few days. Oh, that's good because it can be so frustrating to have a puppy. Yeah, well, tell me about your puppy. Well, Luca, you know, he's so good, but he's like, I have to tell him like a million times the same thing over and over and over again. And I'm like, when are you going to get it? And I just said to him the other day, I was like, are you learning disabled, Luca? And then I was like, oh, my gosh, who, what have I become? Like, I should be saying that to my dog. <laughs> like, I would die if one of my clients said that to their dog. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, Luca, you're so intelligent. But but what got me to say that to him was that we go to the park and we play ball, you know, and we play like fetch, and uh, and he takes the ball and he'll like run. And Stormy's really good, you know. He's not starting a shepherd. I, I feel like he just like knew instantly how to play ball. But mm-hmm. Stormy comes and he drops it by my feet, you know, and then you throw it again and comes and he drops it by your feet. Maybe I trained him. To, I don't know. So um, so Luca comes, and we'll be walking while we play ball, and he'll bring it, like, a quarter of a mile behind me, <laughs> and then drop it, and then come running to me without the ball. So, oh, no. like, so that happened a bunch of times, and I sat him down, and I was like, okay, we're going to really have a talk about this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Luca, listen to me. Are you listening? And he was, like, looking at me, and we were, like, eye to eye, and he was, like, totally focused, and he was, like, calm. And I said, Luca, when you bring the ball behind me, I have to go and walk to it. And we're walking in the other direction. So I need you to bring the ball right to my feet so I can throw it for you again. So do you understand? I need you to bring it right to me. And I kept picturing Luca getting the ball and running it right, bringing it right to me. And I'm like, this is so going to be it. Like, he's going to totally get it after this. And, uh... And I said, and pay attention to the way Stormy does it. Stormy does it perfectly. And Stormy's looking at us, like, in, involved in the conversation. And he's like, yes, Luca, to mom's feet. And then, so I said, Luca, do you understand? And Luca looks at me and he says, yes, play ball. And I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, play ball, but bring to my feet. Do you yeah. get it? And he's like, yes. And then I was like, okay, great. And he was, like, all proud of himself. So he, like, listened. And he was, like, went off dancing around, and I'd throw the ball. And he was all the way behind me again. <laughs> like, how did that get lost in translation? Like, I know I'm clear. Like, I, I can tell animals not to bite little children, but I can't get my dog to, <laughs> to bring the ball to me. Yeah. <laughs> But it's just his little brain, you know? I mean, he'll figure it out. He's really smart. Like, he's very clever. He's really, really smart. And then the other day, Jim says, because I have this whole setup where, like, there's the baby gate, but it's like it's it's got this little area where the cats can walk behind the couch and get to the back of the house, mm-hmm. right? So they go behind the couch and they get to the which is up against the wall, and they can get to the back of the house. And my friend was over the other day, and he's like, "Oh, you don't think Luca's gonna gonna figure that out that he can walk behind the couch?" I'm like, Shh, "Be quiet!" But you don't want to tell him. <laughs> and I'm like, "Be quiet! Get that out of your mind." And so then what happens? Luca's, like, behind the couch in the rest of the house now, like, eating the cat toys, which is the cat toys were, like, all hidden back there. (laughs) I'm like, he heard that fine. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I wish we could have a camera on your, um, in your life all the time. I know. Can I share one more thing that has been so, like, terrible in our family? We've had this, like, major issue this week. I don't know if I told you this. I think I might have. This whole bunny thing with being in the the farmer's market. Did I tell you this? Mm -hmm. So I have Bean, who's my bunny, and she – so I have been notified by this woman. I call her the bunny angel because she's like does bu- she's in bunny rescue and she's like really an amazing bunny rescuer. She does a lot for the community and she provides Bean with her organic hay. This is Gloria. Thank you, Gloria, for all that you do. And so she informed me that they sell rabbit meat at the farmer's market and that she wants to, um, boy- she's boycotting the farmer's market because of it. And now Bean has gotten so upset over this that there's 
rabbit meat sold at the farmer's market, that I am no longer allowed to go to the farmer's market. Bean won't let me go to the farmer's market. And so I've been trying to explain to Bean that, yes, it's terrible that rabbits are getting slaughtered and that they are at the farmer's market. And, uh, and, but the other people at the farmer's market, like Bean's yelling at me now too, she's telling me that, she, that she's not giving on this. <laughs> other people at the farmer's market are not affiliated with the rabbit meat woman and she doesn't care and she gets her all carrot tops all her organic parsley she gets all pretty much all her vegetables from the farmer's market and so now we can't go and so now i'm like what do we do and so my friend said to me you should bring me to the farmer's market and boycott with like a sign and bean actually liked that idea and so I'm thinking, like, oh, my God, am I going to show up at the farmer's market this Sunday with a sign that says boycott this and such farm because they sell rabbit meat? Gosh. Wow. That's and such a difficult, like, I mean, it's such a, that's a big topic, you know? It is. So, oh, anyone has yeah, but thoughts what on do that, you maybe do? you could share them with me. Oh, so, my gosh. I know. It's a... Uh, that's yeah. That's tough because now you gotta hear being, you know, being protesting at home to you, and that's yeah. a difficult thing. Yeah, and it's hard because there's other meat that's sold at the farmers market, and nobody seems to care about that. And I'm like, but those are animals too. But everyone's yeah. so up in arms because rabbits are companion animals. But also, being you know ran away from a place where they killed rabbits for I meat. See was even more exciting upsetting for her she's seen rabbits be slaughtered mm-hmm. well so, i can see that. yeah yeah so i mean it's you know i i'm vegan so obviously i don't eat any meat or animal products but yeah i mean at farmer's market they have you know for the people who get meat they do have great you know meat that is organic and raised to the best you know that's like where you go to like basically support the, right. the better system of meat eating. Right. So I found out where they give them, where they, um, where they slaughter the rabbits, and they send them away to slaughter. They don't slaughter them on house. And so mm-hmm. Bean was really upset about that. She was like, "They can't even do it themselves." She's really <laughs> fired up. <laughs> but isn't it better that they do it elsewhere, so then the ones that are living there don't have to see it? Maybe I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Well, we'll have to interview Bean sometime. Let me know if you guys do end up going to the farmer's market. (laughs) (laughs) I'll come and videotape it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's take a call. Okay. Let's do it. Hey, who's this? Hey, this is Allison. Hi, Allison. Hey, I've actually talked to you before, Laura. I have Ike, the little Shih Tzu, and... Finn, who's a standard poodle, who's oh right, he's brown. Right. Yeah, um, and I was actually calling because since I've talked to you last, um, Finn has developed urinary incontinence. Oh yeah, and we, you know, which is really unusual for a boy dog in general. And then he's also, you know, ten months old, so that's extra unusual. Oh right. So what we. What I wanted to ask about was um, I wanted to talk to him about sort of how much he could feel in his body. And this is maybe weird, but we were wondering about maybe if we could, like, ask him to, like, do kegels or something. Because to do what? Took, uh, like, kegels, like, squeeze his pelvic floor muscles. <laughs> because when we oh. took him to, we took him, he's been to, like, four vets now. And when we took him to the University of Minnesota, they did this test where they did contrast dyes so they could see kind of what was going on. And it turns out that his sphincters that are supposed to, like, hold the urine in his body just don't even work. Um, Oh. They sort of work, but they're Uh supposed to be tight all the time, and instead they're just sort of, like, casually sort of falling open and then closing. And so... So if he does, like, like exercises, it should m- make the muscles better? Right. I mean, I used to um, sort of work in women's sexual health, and 
if you, I mean, for women, like women who have had a baby or postmenopausal, like if you sort of like squeeze those pelvic floor muscles, then you have mm-hmm. better control over your urine stream. Oh, okay. And so I think it would be the same for dogs, but we have no idea how to tell him. And okay, also, well, I can tell him. And I can okay. the shit, right? Yes. And he's okay. kind of an interrupter, so you might hear from him. Okay, hold on, let me get him. Okay. And Ike is the one we're talking to, right? He's yeah, the one no, we're the, talking to Finn, who's the standard Oh, Finn is the one with the problem. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, hold on while I get him. <laughs> I pulled up this picture. He's like he's like a chocolate color, right? Yep, yeah, he's um, like chocolate brown, and he's probably about, you know, 50-something pounds now. <laughs> And he was born without a tail. Okay, hold on. Oh, he says that he thinks the reason why his sphincter muscle is like that is because he has a little bit of pain in his lower back, and that's hurting his lower back, and he thinks it has to do with those muscles and also his inner thigh muscles. So does he have pain in his inner thigh muscles also? I did a roll, and it hurt me. Um, oh, yeah, so he has, like, an adjustment. Yeah. That would be interesting if an adjustment would fix it. Let me ask yeah. him if he can do that. Uh, Mom's been talking to me about doing that, and I'm telling you, it hurts my inner thighs even more. Oh, so it probably is his back. Yeah, and that's an wow. unusual thing for a 10-month-old to say, that he, unless he's got growing pains, that his inner thighs are bothering him, you know? Yeah. Like if he's trying to do, like, stretches or or doing muscles, that would be, uh, I wouldn't think that he would normally have pain. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, my lower back hurts. It has to do with that. Yeah, you'll have to get them adjusted and then call us back and let us know if, it's, yeah, if it helps. Yeah, definitely try that because, I mean, we've been trying, you know, he's had acupuncture, you yeah. know, he's had all kinds of crazy stuff. So maybe yeah. maybe he just needs chiropractic. Cool. Well, he said he you. likes the acupuncture. <laughs> he likes what? The acupuncture. Oh, good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So that okay. Well, yeah. Thanks for calling, Allison, and keep us posted. Call back and let us know what happens. I will for sure. Thanks so much. Okay. okay sure. Thanks, Allison. Right. Yeah, acupuncture is so awesome. It is. You would think that would help, but I guess if he is out of an alignment, mm-hmm. that could maybe do it. Yeah. Uh. We got uh, Nicole. Is she on here? Yes, I am. Hello. Oh, hey there. Hi. Oh. Hi, Hi, Nicole. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. So, so who would you like to talk to today? Um, I would like to talk to my childhood um dog, um Farah. Okay. Um, when I was younger, she's a German Shepherd mix, by the way, um, brown and black. And um, when I was younger, you know, I loved her so much. But, um, you know, my mom and them tell me that I would kick her and terrorize her and stuff like that. So I just want to say sorry and tell her that I have a dog now named Ramsey and that, um, you know, I don't do those things anymore. (laughs) Okay. And do you remember doing those things? Yes, I do remember doing those. But I was playing, like, I thought she was, like, my my play toy. So Uh I would ride on her back, pull her tail. You know, I was, like, three or four, but I loved her so much. You weren't weren't kicking, like, to be mean kicking. No, no, I loved her so much. But, you Mm. know, I do remember riding her back, pulling her tail, stuff like that. Mm. And my family always laughs, and they're like, Nicole, you tortured poor Farah. And I'm like, I didn't mean to. And, you know, I just want you to contact her and tell her I love her and that we all miss her and that, you know, I do have a dog now. His name is Ramsey and that, you know, I don't do those things to him 
you know, I, I've grown up and matured. Okay, I will. And is Ramsey, the, was it you who talked about Ramsey on the chat? Oh, yeah, Ramsey. Yeah, who ate the sunglasses, who ate the glasses, too? <laughs> yeah, my son's glasses. You know, I think my, my son loves to play with Ramsey like I played with Farah. And Ramsey loves him to death, but I think my son Aww. aggravates him, and that's why he bit the glasses. Maybe you can, you know, if you can get Ramsey also. Ramsey's a shih tzu. Um, he's white and tan. Okay, let's get Farah first. Okay, so hold on. Let okay. me get her. She says that she lo- she loved you. Mhm. And none of that ever bothered me. Oh. <laughs> she said that sometimes you'd pull her ear a little bit, and then she would just push you with your nose with her nose, and you would let go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I always felt like we were having good fun. Okay, good, good. Mm. And she said she felt like she was really loved in the family. Oh, she was. Mm-hmm. And that she says you don't need to apologize to her. Oh, she was my little lady. <laughs> she says that she's around you a lot. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, let's let's get Ramsey. Ramsey's a Shih Tzu. Yeah, and he's um white and tan. He says that he ate your son's glasses because he thinks your son has a funny laughter. (laughs) (laughs) A loud, shrill laugh. Laugh hysterical, he says. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to see what the glasses were like. Oh. (laughs) He said, can you put them on me so I can see what they're like? Are they sunglasses? No, he wears eyeglasses. Yeah, yeah, eyeglasses. Mhm. Let me tell him what what they're for. He says what would help him is if he did eye exercises looking back and forth. That would help his eyes. Oh, okay. Thank you, Mr. Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't know if there's any truth in that. There might be. <laughs> Well, thanks Ramsey. for calling in. Okay, thank you so much. You ladies uh, you're have a welcome. nice day. Thanks. Okay. Ramsey sounds like uh, he's an optometrist. <laughs> I know. It's funny how he said that he likes to. He did it at first because because he likes the son's laughter, but I'm sure he wasn't laughing at first. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. I love it. It's a common question for people to ask uh, or to ask me to tell their pet when they were little that they were sorry that they did things. Is so it really? Inter- yeah, it really is. And, you know, pets are so forgiving. And probably that that dog, it seems like that dog just loved her so much it didn't really bother uh, her at all. But to, like, the people who were watching it, it made a look, might have looked like a lot. Yeah, I think I probably, I mean, I totally tormented my childhood dog, too. Did you, you know, the yeah. other thing is that a lot of people who were abused as children, mm-hmm. like, who had, like, a really mixed relationship with their parents, who would, um, they sometimes would be abused by their parents and then sometimes be loved by their parents, sometimes mm-hmm. they had that same type of relationship with their pet, where they oh, would sort I of bet. take that out on their pet. And so mm-hmm. a lot of people call to, like, apologize. They want me to apologize to their pet for that. Mm-hmm. But it, the pets are so resilient. What's amazing is that many of them know that that was the case. And right. so they would say, some of them would say that they would just close their eyes and imagine themselves somewhere else just so. And they, they said that if, like one dog in particular said that if their person um, didn't do that when they were a child, they would have become an abuser as an adult. Mm-hmm. So it was like she was getting something out so that she didn't have to, do, like, repress it and be it be like that as an adult. That totally makes sense. Yeah, that's really interesting. I know, yeah, they because... come into our lives for all sorts of reasons. They take all these these different roles for us. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I think I used to um, ride my skateboard and try and make my dog pull me. <laughs> I did that in my 20s. 
I, but I would like sit down on my skateboard and like try and get him to pull me. But my dog was a miniature poodle. Oh, <laughs> you so, were lighter then. <laughs> I was. I was a lot lighter then. Um, let's talk to Sheena in New York. Sheena. Hi. How are you guys doing? Hi, Good. Sheena. Good. Um, I have a cat. Her name is Mayhem, and I was just wondering uh, if there's anything I could do to make her happier. And she seems fine, but uh, just. Uh, want to communicate with her, I guess. Okay, great. So what um, what does she look like? Um, she's black and white, and she has greenish amber eyes. Oh, nice. And what's her name again? Mayhem. Okay, hold on. Let me get Mayhem. She said she would love a wider water dish. Okay. A dish where, like, her whiskers don't touch. Okay. Besides. And I'd like a bed on her bed. A bed on Does she my have bed? that already? No, a bed on my bed? Yeah. It's like, She's like maybe like a... Oh, go ahead. I get out at night because she licks me to death and fusses with me, but... Um, yeah, oh, so she thinks she wants, to, she wants to sleep in bed with you. <laughs> um, she's always looking at things in the house, so I'm wondering if she's seeing things as well. Okay, Yeah, she said she sees a woman with big pearls that she wears around her neck. And the woman is always smiling at me and telling me I'm pretty. <laughs> and she's also saying that mom should cook more. Do you know who that woman is? I I think um, I sometimes feel like my great-grandmother's with me, so it could possibly be her. Oh, yeah. Did she like those big, like, pearls or those big necklaces with, like, jewels on them? That I'm not sure about, but I will definitely find out. Yeah, yeah, because it might be her. Did she like to cook? I cook all the time. Oh, you do? And I feed Mayhem what I cook, and she loves it. Oh, that's that's it. So she's probably saying that she wants you to cook her food. Okay. Um, and then, like, the bowl, it looks like she wants it like, a, like one of those, um, like, Pyrex baking dishes, like the glass ones. It's like she wants her water and something like that. Okay. Because it's funny that you say that because she doesn't drink water out of her bowl. She usually drinks out of the tub or the toilet. And I'm like, I give her water, so I'm wondering why she's not drinking it. Oh, that's why. She doesn't like her whiskers to be touching the side of the bowl when she drinks and look, she's coming now as we're talking about her. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, thanks, Sheena. Sorry, thanks, Sheena. Mayhem. <laughs> wonder if she lives up to her name. I know. <laughs> I I think it's always interesting when um, pets pets ask for things, and whenever, like, I know whenever my animals ask for things, and mm-hmm. I communicate through you, I always have a tendency to want to like do everything they ask of me, you know, Good, yeah, (laughs) but then at the same time, sometimes they ask for like weird things like the water thing. That's cool or whatever. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that sometimes they get on this like, Oh, okay. I can ask for things. And then they just list like all these demands. And then you sort of have to be like, Okay, now like I'm a parent also, and can I give them all these things that they're asking for? Exactly, and that's yeah, that's exactly where I was gonna go. Is that you know we can't give them everything they demand of us just because you've communicated that to me, you know? Yeah, but you know what? You'd be amazed that some people they have me and then they don't do anything that their pet asks for, and it always makes me so sad because I think oh that yeah. If they do it then the animal like when your animal asks for something through someone like like me and then that gets done it builds like this bigger relationship between the two of you because then the animal is like wow like I was heard and so then they try even harder to like get you to understand them even without someone like me so, for sure yeah so I think that's really it's neat when you can actually follow through and you can follow through fairly quickly yeah, I think that's really, really, it's so good. I mean, you and I, we went and filmed at that one woman's house in um, Pasadena. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. like, 
when she did some of the things that the cat was asking to do, she had said, like, the cat stopped spraying, which was the problem in the first place. The cat was spraying all over the house. And, and that's a great example. Of one, one cat. I know. And there was, like, one example of one simple thing she had to do, which was just to tell her cat that she loved her, loved the cat. Remember? Yeah. Yes. I and because she, she wouldn't say, like, that that cat was the best cat or that that cat was her you know, that she loved the cat. Yeah. And once she accepted that, then the cat stopped spraying, which was really interesting. It's so amazing. And I've heard that the cat has still stopped spraying. That's on my um, testimonial video, which is on my website, thepetpsychic.com. If any of you want to watch that story, it's on the testimonial video. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. And she's so nice. And um, I, that, Filming that sh- that little segment was is always like in my mind, you know. Yeah, because it was such a drastic case. I mean, she really was like she had tried everything to get this cat yeah. to stop peeing, and mm-hmm. she it was like the cat was peeing all over the place, and she was like, okay, uh, yeah. we're gonna have yeah. to euthanize her because who's gonna want to adopt her? Mm-hmm. And they changed so much. The relationship between each other changed so much from the beginning to the end. Yeah, it was great. It was a really cool uh. story. Uh, we got Tora from in L.A. Tora? Hi. Hi. Hi there. Hi, Tora. Hi, Laura. So um, who would you like to talk to? Um, my doggy Toby sitting right next to me loves when I rub him. <laughs> what does um, he look like? He is like blackish gray. He's like a schnauzer Maltese. Okay. And what would you like to ask him? Well, I've been no he gets sick a lot or I see him throwing up oh. sometimes and sometimes it's poop, his diarrhea, but I don't know if it's nerves and he has like skin issues on oh. his belly and I'm not sure if I should be taking him to the vet. I mean I give him like really healthy food and I th- I don't know, I I'm thinking it's nerves but I don't know and then I think it's fleas but it's not the fleas but and I think there's something his- wrong inside him. He says it's his food. As soon as he eats his food, his head feels hot and his body feels itchy. What what food okay. do you feed him? Um, I'm giving him. What, oh, I'm giving him. What is that? Um, I'm giving him Evo. Oh, um, Evo used to be a really good food, but they okay. were um, bought out by Procter and Gamble. And their standards are not as high as Evo's standards used to be. And I actually know of a lot of cats that have had problems on Evo since the sellout, the buyout. So I don't know if that's that's causing it, if he used to be fine on that food and then now he's not. Yeah, I guess, well, I always kind of wonder, because I I was giving him um, the taste of the wild, the fish. Yeah, that's a good food, the taste of the wild is a good food. Yeah, but I thought, because then he was getting sicker, so I wasn't sure. Oh, that's I mean, interesting. Does he like chicken? I guess my, okay, let I me guess, ask. I, what do I do after this? Yeah, I'll ask him. And Origins right now is the best uh, kibble on the market. It's O-R-I-J-E-N-S. But you're right, you should k- keep them off like all grains, because both those foods are no grain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, hold on. And have you tried doing um uh, any sort of lab work with, with your vet? No, no, I was just, well, because my uncle's a vet, and so I just, like, talked to him about it, but we haven't actually oh, yeah. done anything. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that. idea, I. She should do a blood panel. Yeah. Yeah. Bobo-y. I definitely like chicken, and I like real chicken. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when they just have like food allergies and things like that or some type of allergy sometimes the digestion process makes it worse so it might not be the food but I would get them off that food anyway but um, but it could just be the digestion process that is making him feel worse right yeah, I also need more walks he says yes I know he does I've been neglecting you a little huh and that might be it alone. Awesome. Very good. Are they all things trees? Yeah. Trees. yeah. And walks and trees. <laughs> and good better food. Trees. 
<laughs> Call right, us wonderful. back and let, let us know how he does. All right, I will. Thank you so much. Okay, Thank you too. You. Be well. All right. <laughs> what was the food you were saying is the best kibble on the market right now? Origins. O-R-I-J-E-N-S, and it's a Canadian food. And they've won, won like, lots of awards for their food. And is so. it, uh, what kind of, they, I'll check it out. They have, uh, I'm sure they have all the info on the website. Um, you have them, you have, you're on Flint River Ranch, right? That's a good food, too. Yeah, I've been on Flint River Ranch because, you know, because Ventura was, uh, he had the, uh, he was Dalmatian and he got kidney stones. Right. So I had to, or urinary stones. Sorry. So I had to put them on a on a Flint River Ranch, which was a. They had like one that was a low protein one that was good for him. Mm. They're a strict yeah. company. I think they're they'll always pretty be good. I think. Mhm. Mhm. They're like one uh, of the first like all natural dog food companies that were like really serious about it, weren't they? Flint River. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I didn't really know about them. Until I think I saw some of their stuff at Wagville, where Ventura goes to his daycare. Oh, really? And, like, in 95, I took my dog off Alpo and put them on Flint River Ranch. Alpo? I thought Alpo was good food before Flint River Ranch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do they still make Alpo? I think they do. I think they do. And I remember I, never, I thought it was so easy to buy because I could get it at any gas station. <laughs> I can't. I haven't been. I haven't bought dog food or cat food at like a store, like oh, a regular really? chain, like at Ralph's or you know CVS or something. I haven't bought at a regular grocery store in a long time, so I right. don't know. Haven't and like I, I just see they have like pedigree or whatever fancy. Yeah, food. junk, junk food. <laughs> McDonald's. And the cat, oh my god, cat, cats love that, like, um, friskies and all that. Yeah, and the problem with giving, like, friskies or, um, what are the other ones, um, what's that other major one, Fancy Feast, is yeah. that those, they have a lot of sugar in them, and so very often those cats not only have teeth problems, but they also get kidney failure. Yeah. So you have to be really careful with cats on that food. And people say, oh, I can't switch them. It's the only thing they'll eat. The only reason why you can't switch them is because they're addicted to sugar. And so they have sugar withdrawals when you take them off of it. And will they will they eat if eventually? Because I, I switched my cats, and they were on Friskies. Well, they were my husband's cats. But yeah. when we first moved in, you know, they, they were eating Friskies, and I moved them to a different food, to wellness. Yeah, and, and they had a hard time switching, but they did eventually eat. I mean, most cats, if they're hungry, they're going to eat whatever they're in going front of to them. eat. Yeah, and they have yeah. to go through those withdrawals. I mean, I know what that's like if I've eaten sugar and then I have withdrawals for a couple of days, right. week even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I eventually you crave better food again. Right, right. I haven't screened the call, so I don't know who this is, but let's see. Hello, <laughs> hello. Who's this? Me. Yes. You're talking to me. Oh, hi. This is Robin. I'm. Uh, oh, this is our girl. guest. Oh, hi, this Robin. is who I was looking for. <laughs> great. Hi. hi, Robin. You're on hi. the air. <laughs> okay, great. Robin, thanks for joining us today. Glad to be here. So, Robin, tell us a little bit about Rainbow Rescues. Okay. Uh, Rainbow Rescues is located in Chicopee, Massachusetts, which is western Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are a small um, rescue, mostly dogs, but really anything uh, four-legged. Uh, Maria O'Brien is the founder, and her brother, Sean, uh, they uh, run the rescue together. Mm-hmm. It's all um, foster homes only. We don't really kennel any any of the dogs. I've been involved. I moved up to Western Mass about three years ago and, and met uh, Maria maybe two years ago, two and a half years, and have been involved with the rescue ever since because I love uh, what she does and that she really never says no to any dog, Mm. as long as she has room, as long as she has room. Yeah, and so what is it that you do exactly in rescue? What is your part? Okay, I do a few things. I I started uh, in rescue 
transporting dogs, not physically driving them, paying for them to go from one state to another. Mm-hmm. And, and after that, when I when I met Marie, I really had the ability to um, help local dogs because she takes uh, all local dogs. So I, I pay for spay and neuter or uh, vetting or I find adopters or I find uh, foster homes, uh, really oh. anything to get the dog into a home. You know, whatever, whatever he needs financially, I try and help uh, that way. And so and will then, you take on one in particular dog for a while and then take on another dog when that dog gets adopted? How yes. does that? How do you normally work that? You know, it's usually more than one at a time. Uh, fortunately, I've been able to find foster homes within an hour from where I live. So, wow. So I can get each, a dog to each foster. So it's never really just one. It could be four or five. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, and then, um, but, you know, each foster has, Kids or no kids or cats or dogs or you know certain requirements, so the dog has to be able to fit into their house without them having a problem. Right, right. And then if he if he gets sick or she gets sick, I'll come get her, take her to the vet, uh, or take her to Maria who who uses one vet. She likes to keep them all at the same vet, so mm-hmm. all their medical records are in one place. And uh, you know I'll pick them up and and. Uh, drive them back, uh, whatever they need. I, I also will foster a dog every time I can maneuver, you know, because uh, I have four and four cats. So, you know, I have to, like, uh, I can take one every few months or every few weeks. I have to ask my boyfriend, you know, see if he's ready for, <laughs> you know. I, I, I mean, really, I could tell him, but I like to ask because I just like yes, to Yes, of course. <laughs> Harmony in the home. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> So, um, so you sent me a picture of a dog named Titan, mm-hmm. and Titan is a cattle dog, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. And and he just so for for the listeners, he's sort of like a, a black and tan. Would we call him? Well, a cattle you know, dog? he's. I think he's a, he's a, first of all he's a purebred uh, Australian cattle dog. He's like mottled gray. He's a speckled. Mm. Uh, I, maybe it's called a blue. You know, I don't really know. Blue, oh, okay, mottled. Yeah, speckly gray color and and he is deaf and he's seven and he doesn't like other dogs and really we'd like to know today i asked maria you know what what would she like to ask you know titan and 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 mainly she'd like to know why he's uncomfortable around other dogs okay and maybe what you can you do to help him yeah because that's part of the problem getting him adopted is you have to find a home where the uh, owner maybe just lost their dog, you know, and has no other dogs or cats in the home. Right, and he is probably a really active dog, right? So he needs a lot mm-hmm. of exercise. Yes. Yeah, cattle dogs need a lot of exercise. Mm-hmm. But he's and fun. Seven, and seven is pretty young for a cattle dog, too. They can still keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um. Okay, let me get Titan and see what Titan has <laughs> to say. He says sometimes he gets scared around other dogs that they're all going to attack him. Hmm. Okay. He said one time he got held down so bad and bitten all over. Okay. Do you know about any of that? No. We have, he's in the rescue about a year, and I don't know where how he came to Maria. You know, um, I just know that he hasn't gotten a home yet, and he lives in her office. And so he... he that he also wants to be able to understand people better. He said sometimes he's confused with their body language. He says he's really confused about this one signal that they do in front of his body, in front of their body. He doesn't know what it means. And it sort of looks like, you know the cum signal where, mm-hmm. um, do you, where you put your hand out to the side and then you cross it in front of you for cum? Okay, okay. Sometimes that could be weight. That's not cum, right? Uh, no. No, weight would probably be something different. I mean, like okay. you fold your, like if you stick your elbow out to the side, okay. and then then open up your arm, mm-hmm. your hand, and then close it, like you're closing a gate. Okay. That's like traditionally the signal for come. It okay. sort of looks like that, but almost with like someone's like circling their arm too. 
So I don't know what it what it means. Okay, I don't either. I'll have to ask Marie what she's doing. <laughs> I get really confused and it stresses me out. Hmm. Okay. Especially if there are dogs around. And so what's really important is because you said he's deaf, right? Yes. So one of the, the really um, important things for Maria and the handlers that are handling him around them is to be, when they're working with him or when other dogs are around, to be really conscious of their body language because dogs pick up body language first. So that's their number one way of communication. Mm-hmm. And if he's deaf, he's going to be watching your body language even more Plus, he's a working breed, like a cat, like the cattle dogs. They're like herders, working breed. They're right. even more intense. So you have they they can tell the subtlest detail. So if you have your hand down to your side and you flick a finger, to mm-hmm. them that could mean something, and you might not even know that you're doing it. And so often we all have body language signals around our pets that we don't even know we have, and our pets know that we have them. So what's really important is, like, what might be happening is that someone that's working him or someone that's around him mm-hmm. might be a little bit stressed when another dog is present. And oh. then, like, maybe they're trying to grab him to keep him safe or mm-hmm. um, or they're just doing something with their body that they're not aware of. And he's looking at that, and that's, that's adding more chaos to the situation because he's even though it might not seem like it, he's looking to you all for guidance or for whoever's right. handling him. So I don't know if that uh, we can ask him if he's like done training with hand signals. We've done some training, but I get confused. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. He said he needs a hand signal for good. I don't know Aww. if they have. <laughs> and so um, they might have one already. He just might not be aware of it. Okay. Like with the the deaf dogs, I do a thumbs up, ah. and so maybe what they could do is like um, give a command to him with the hand signal, and then give the thumbs up, and then treat him while they're doing the thumbs up, so it's really clear that's a good. Okay. And the other thing that I'm going to tell him is about calming signals, and the listeners might have heard me talk about this before, but I think that I I, I could talk about it like over and over and over again, I still think it's like really important and it should be drilled into everybody, is that animals have what we call calming signals. Have you heard about these? No. You know them? And so calming signals are body language that animals use to calm themselves, communicate with other animals, and they use them on people as well. And some of these calming signals, body language, are, and I'm telling him at the same time, um, licking of the mouth, like mm-hmm. licking their own mouth, yawning, blinking the eyes, mm-hmm. looking and looking away, sitting down, lying down, coming to you at an arc can be one, um, doing a stretch can be one, or doing that big shake where, like, after the dogs do a big play session or mm-hmm. after do a big barking frenzy, they might do this big shake of their body. That's mm-hmm. also a calming signal. And so what you want to do is watch for those calming signals with him and then praise him when he does them. So if there's another dog that's present and um, he looks at the other dog and then looks away, or if he licks and yawns around the other dog, you want to give him the thumbs up and then give him a treat. Or a thumbs up and a pet. Um, And... That will really help him. What that does is when you mark the calming signals in an animal, it helps them to be like, oh, okay, what did I just do? And, oh, okay, I feel better now. And, oh, maybe I should do that later to feel better. And then once they have it down in themselves, like once they're more aware of, like, this is when I'm calming myself and I calm myself and this makes me feel better, after they have that solid, then they can start saying, okay, Oh, look, that dog is doing a calming signal. Or, oh, look, that dog is licking and yawning and looking away from me. Oh, I wonder why he's doing that. Oh, maybe it's because I'm staring at them. Oh, I'm going to look away now. So it gives them more self-awareness. So once they have self-awareness, then they can look at others and say, so we can't really expect these dogs that are dog aggressive to to be able to understand another dog's body language if they don't understand their own yet. Wow. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. 
So um, for all of the animal people out there and for you who's like around a lot of animals, what I suggest doing is just sort of sitting back and observing the dogs mm-hmm. and just sort of watch them and say, okay, when are they licking? When are they yawning? When are they looking and looking away? When are they coming at an arc? Like if you notice when the dogs greet each other, they go nose to rear, Right. right. Mm-hmm. That's their handshake. They'll go nose to nose, but they won't hang out at the nose very fat for for too long. They'll go right. from the nose to the rear. Mm-hmm. That's their handshake, and that's coming to you at an arc. Where we see that with us is when we call our dogs and we're firm and mm-hmm. we're staring at our dogs, the dogs might be nervous to come to us, so they mm-hmm. might put their nose to the ground and come to us in an arc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so a lot of people say, oh, my dog's just ignoring me. Look, he's taking his time. But that's not what's happening. The dog is actually saying, I want to come to you, but you are stressing me out. Can you <laughs> calm down? And I need to calm down. I got it. Wow. that make sense? Oh, definitely. I have a, yeah, I have a dog in my house that does all of those things. Oh, good, good. <laughs> yeah, those are really so healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the lack of calming that we get worried about. And the lack of calming is like closing of the mouth, staring, leaning on the front paws, body getting stiff. So whenever you see that, you want to mar- you want to see if you can redirect them and get them to look away, look and yawn. The okay. other thing that's really important is that when he's around other dogs, you want to make sure that your your leash or their leash, if they have them on a leash, is slack because then that will allow him to do his calming signals if he needs to do it. And if you need to pull back on him, you can pull, release, pull, release, pull, release, mm-hmm. but you don't want a steady pull because a right. steady pull is going to, one, tell him that something's wrong with the situation, and two, not allow him to turn his head to look away. Right. So I'm going to ask him what he thinks about all that. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> Oh, and Laura, will you ask Titan uh, what where he wants to go, what kind of forever home he's looking for? Oh, that's good. Thanks for reminding me. Thank you. He says he likes to look away, but sometimes it doesn't help him. He says sometimes my tail gets too feels too tight. And so that just means that he's stiffening his hind end. He might be scared, too, so his tail might be cra- like tucked a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to be good. I want to feel more secure. I'm going to lick more. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I was asking what kind of forever home he would like. He says he wants a forever home where there's a man and a woman and it's safe. Mm-hmm. I want the woman to cook me food. <laughs> and I want the man to rub my belly. Mm. He says the reason why he wants a man, too, is because he feels like a man can more easily take control of the situation if it gets out of control. And and that's usually because men sort of have more of, like, upright body positioning, and when they get, like, nervous, they sort of get more stiff, where women, mm-hmm. when we get nervous, our bodies kind of go all over the place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So to him, the men are more under control. Mm. And I also want a time where we can play in sand. Are you near the, are you near the water? Uh, no, but uh, hey, we'll find him sand. <laughs> you know, we can we have uh, rivers and stuff, but you know we're oh, not. That's... I mean, we're ninety minutes from the beach, something like that. But we could yeah, find that's... him sand anyway. Okay, <laughs> or maybe like a oh, we. He says he wants his food bowl up high because his neck hurts. Oh. So, Robin, um, yeah. you're at rainbowrescues.org, is that correct? The Right, right. Rainbow Rescues with an S at the end of it, rainbowrescues.org, definitely. That's the website. And there's all the adoptables are there. Um, Great. Yeah. Great. And keep us uh, informed on uh, what happens with Titan, and we're going to have all of this information on Laura's website, which is thepetpsychic.com. Okay, great. I appreciate and- all the help. 
Yeah, thank you so much for everything that you do. Yeah, <laughs> thank pleasure. you, Robin. Okay, I'll talk to you again. Thanks for everything. Uh, okay, thank thanks you. for being on the show. My pleasure. Bye-bye. <laughs> RainbowRescues.org, that's with an S at the end. And you can get all the info from today's show at thepetpsychic.com. That's thepetpsychic.com. I wanted to get to Stormy today. What does Stormy have to say today? Stormy, honey, it's your turn now. What do you want to say? What are your words of wisdom? For those of you who haven't uh, heard about Stormy, Storm King is Laura's dog uh Aussie, right? What kind of Aussie? What is it he's called? An, What's... He's an Australian shepherd. He's, oh, Australian shepherd. Black and white with a tail. And he's very wise. He says, "Listen to everybody out there. You need to pay really close attention to your animals." He said you need to praise them for when they lick because sometimes I would get scared around other dogs and my mom would tell me to lick and that would make me feel safer. (laughs) You don't even know you're closing your mouth unless somebody tells you. (laughs) And if you want to get a dog or an animal, we should say, You should get one from a rescue. I was born under a porch. (laughs) And I lived on a farm. (laughs) Is that true? Uh, Yes, yes. Um, He actually came from a friend of mine, and he he was born under a porch, and it was a working farm. So (laughs) it wasn't a rescue, though, but it was a working farm. (laughs) Uh, I like his little backstory there. <laughs> I know. I think he's like, you know, because he's learning more about these shows and like about, you know, just how there are rescues and that there's so many. Like he's here while I'm watching, like going through all. I mean, they have it this this Rainbow Rescue dot rescues dot org. Um, all these really adorable, adorable animals. And so Stormy was just noticing how I was looking at all and all of them, and he was thinking how they should have homes. Yeah. And I was also thinking, don't get mad at your puppy. Because your puppy will be like, why is she mad at me? (laughs) What does Stormy think of the new puppy, of Luca, at your house? Stormy, what do you think about Luca? What do you think about him? I think he's a really good friend that is going to be better as he ages. (laughs) And it's nice that he's not aggressive. Because Stormy lived with Maya, who was so aggressive. Right. I'm sure that's stressful. Sometimes when he barks, I I think, I wish he couldn't hear like me. (laughs) So he's saying that uh, he wishes that Luca would bark less. And that sometimes mm-hmm. Luke hears things that he doesn't hear. <laughs> so I what? love my little boy. I know. I love you. Luca, honey, what do you want to say about all that? Luca? Luca? What do you want to say? Were you listening? Why are you pulling on my legs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Luca's the puppy. <laughs> And well, it was like I the just, first time ever he was asleep during the day. <laughs> I just want to tell all of our listeners uh join us next week at uh, same time noon every uh Pacific Standard Time every week and uh c- come to w- uh, Laura's website on thepetpsychic.com where you can find all kinds of information on what Laura does. There's a lot of videos also on the YouTube channel uh for is it the pet psychic on the YouTube Laura? Yeah, it is. Yeah, on the petpsychic.com, there's a video tab. You can go there. Yeah. There's a bunch of videos that Laura and I have done, so check them out. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. And uh, we'll see you all next week. And email us at thepetpsychic at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, 
whatever, chat, be our friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in.